0: Welcome to La Casa Blanca Podcast. I'm your host today, Brendan, here again with TT after Real Madrid win 2-0 against Granada. How are we doing today, TT?
1: I'm doing fine. How are you?
0: You know, another day in the life. Just Real Madrid look good and, you know, that's one of the positives that we can keep going. And just get right into it, you know, we have a lot of injuries and We keep picking up more injuries, but the team just continues to look good. And, you know, a lot of people tend to complain about, you know, oh, my God, we have so many injuries. We have this, we have that. Me, personally, I've never really been bothered by injuries because to me, it's a good time to see if the players that we buy that don't play as much, are they actually good enough for Real Madrid? And, you know, um, we get to see that with Brahim Diaz, who... For Milan has wasn't really consistent, and he's been absolutely unbelievable since signing with us, and even more than that, like re-signing with us.
1: I think we he's have been
0: justifying.
1: Yes, I think we have so, been saying this from day one since he came back here that we knew that once he got his uh, minutes, we knew he would start performing, and he he's a. He's an incredible player, and we saw it in the last match. He he put in an outstanding performance, and I think he's proving what he uh, uh, he's proving why he came here and why he re-signed with us. And I think he totally deserves uh, his place in the uh, in the st- starting squad.
0: Yeah, and honestly, I don't even know what happened with that. Like, I guess we just didn't let Milan trigger it, but it kind of worked out because. We lose Marco Asensio, who turns down the renewal, he walks away, signs with PSG, gets less minutes than he would have gotten with us, but overall, I think Brahim is the better player. and I've been on record saying that for a long time, and it's always good to feel justified when that happens.
1: And I think him getting minutes would be crucial for him uh, going in the long run. And I think uh, it would make up the mind of uh, Carlo Ancelotti as well if he wants to play him in the next games or try him in, uh, in a new system. So I think it's good for him and for the manager as well that he knows that Carlo knows now there's someone else he can count on except for Vinny and Bellingham, you know what I mean?
0: Oh, yeah, and you know, you mentioned new system and it's kind of been, we've been experimenting with systems a lot recently. and. Exactly. You know, that was clearly a four a flat four four two against Granada. Um and you know, Brahim on the right, June on the left, Rodrigo and Jose Lu up front. Um and you know, it, it worked. Um granted it was Granada at the burnabout, but you know, I just I I really have trouble complaining about the team right now. You know what I mean? Yes. Understand. And, you know, uh, but, you know, we have to be critical of the players. You know, and Jose Lu has just been a shell of himself. He's clearly lacking a ton of confidence right now. I
1: think he has, um, he has seen a dip in his performances recently for the past month or so. Um, I think he needs to find his flow again like he had in the start of the season I think we were talking about how good of uh, how good of a signing he was and how successful of a signing he was turning out to be and uh, I think he just needs to find that flow again and I think we know Jose Lu is a a very capable player and he is a very important he could be a very important player for us
0: yeah and I, I tend to agree um I just that you can see he lacks confidence you know every time he misses a chance He's like rubbing his head, and you he can just see he looks so—I don't want to say awkward, but like uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um And you know his partner up front was was Rodrigo, who has continued to shine ever since Messi um, <laughs> racially abused him. Uh, and I don't think there's a correlation there, but you know, it seems that Rodrigo has been playing with more of a chip on his shoulder recently, which has been better for us and you know he's been just hitting the goals he's been scoring have not been easy goals. Um he was underperforming his XG really badly. It was like one goal okay. with like a six XG. And now I believe he's already surpassed his XG for the year. I think he's got like seven goals on like a six five XG. So, you know, it was nice to see a quick turnaround from Rodrigo. Someone that you, I, and O have all been hypercritical of because we know that this team is heavily heavily reliant on him taking the next step. Yes. Um, and maybe this is his next step.
1: I think this is similar to how we needed um, Bale and Benzema to step up after Cristiano. I know it's not the same situation, but it's similar. Like now that Vinicius is not uh, fit or when he's not performing i think we need uh, rodrigo on his a game if not all the time then 80% of the time i think uh, start uh, start of the season he was not giving his a game like at all but now i think he's found his rhythm and i hope i really hope he keeps his rhythm because when rodrigo is in form it's hard to argue that he's not one of the best um wingers in the world
0: yeah and you know something that and i'm not saying this is what i feel but I think it's a valid point to bring up. Is is this a purple patch from Rodrigo, yeah, that, or is this the real Rodrigo we, we see? That could that's be, something that I think still needs to get answered.
1: Yeah, that that could be arguable. Uh, like you said, it 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 is yet to be answered. I think that we have seen in the past what Rodrigo is capable of. There is no doubt about that. Uh, but we have also seen recently what he's uh, what he shouldn't be doing. Uh, wearing this jersey. So, I think it's hard to say. Let's see how he takes the second half of the season. And if he carries on this form, uh, Real Madrid would, would be lucky to have him in, the, in this season.
0: Yeah, and, you know, just moving to, you know, kind of like Raheem, Jose, Lou, Rodrigo, just going to the quartet and attack with Jude. He, personally... I haven't been impressed by his performances recently, not that I think he's been bad, but, you know, we just got to get through these games and Jude's helping us get through these games. And Jude got absolutely assaulted for 90 minutes. One, I have no clue why Carlo kept him on. Two, I don't even know why he started. You could have easily just put Lucas Vasquez in Brahim's position, put Brahim in Jude's position and called it a day. But Jude, he continues to be, even when he's not having a good game, he still plays well enough where it helps the team tick. Um, Do you have any thoughts on Jude's performance in general? Anything
1: to add to what I said? I think it is true uh, what you said. But I would say that when he's not contributing through goals and uh, assists, I think he, I did watch him a couple of times trying to make something happen here and there. He was trying to make you know, he was trying to feed on those final third passes, trying to get an assist or so I saw him try and that's a good thing. I think when he's not scoring goals and and getting assists, he's trying to get his A game. So I think that was one of his uh, one of those games that when he didn't get a goal or assist but he was trying his best, but yeah, I think it was, uh, I think there's definitely uh, room for improvement for him as well, uh, uh, regardless that he's our best player uh, this season, but I think there's definitely room for improvement. And, and I, I, think- d- I
0: do want to preface this by saying that, like, and I don't mean to cut you off, that I think it was his best game since we returned from international break, but in those other games, he might have looked better. And I'm putting that in air quotes because he got the goals and he got the assists. You yeah. know? Um, and you know, I was kind of just wanted to bring light to the point that even if he's not scoring, he's still providing, like you said, exactly. Um, and that's the most important thing. And honestly, with Rodrigo's form right now, we don't really, you know, it's nice, but it's kind of like Rod Jude, um, has overtaking the Benzema role. When we wanted Rodrigo to overtake the Benzema role. Um, And, you know, but it would be nice, in my opinion, for Rodrigo to take over the Benz role and Jude to take over the Rodrigo role. And what I mean by that is just Rodrigo's goals were always nice. They were in addition to, you know, Vinicius and Benzema. And I want Rodrigo's goals to be, I think they have to be important with the players that we are A, linked to. And be the players we know that are coming in, like Endrick, who has looked like a man at Palmeiras over the last couple months. And, you know, he's doing it from the right wing, which is where Rodrigo is likely to slot in if we do end up filling him this getting a striker. So, you know, that's I I know we say it a lot, and you know, we don't need to be Debbie Downers about it, but Rodrigo needs to find his niche within this team and yeah. i think the best way to find that niche is to score goals because if you're scoring goals you can't you can't sit you can't take them
1: out of the lineup exactly as long as your name is on the score sheet there's no one that can you know put you off the of the team
0: Yep. and you know just moving into midfield and cruz and fede double pivot literally like our only um available midfielders other than Danny Ceballos. Um How do you like Fede in that deeper role? Do you?
1: I is think, it something you would like to see more of? I think I would definitely want to see more of that because I think Fede in that deep role was somewhat providing um, stability in our defense, if you know what I mean. Not exactly, but somewhat. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I get it. He was doing uh, the work of a CDM for them. He wasn't exactly defending, but he was helping them stay stable and solid. And he was uh, playing deep, getting those passes from the deep, receiving those passes from the deep, linking up with Cruz. I think it was a good um, try. It was a good tactic. I think we could see a lot more of this same tactic and we could see it against other games or maybe against a high-pressing team. I think that could work. Having Fede in the deep and then having him break out all of a sudden for counters and stuff, I think that that could that could work pretty well.
0: You know what it kind of reminds me of? And it's not the exact same thing because Fede a higher player than this and Tony Cruz isn't as good defensively as this double pivot. But it, it kind of reminds me of the Sammy Kadira and yeah. Xavi Alonso double pivot that was in a way. Exactly where like...
1: what, that is exactly what I was going to say. They remind me of... Uh...
0: Because, you know, you got the passing, like, God in Chubby slash Cruz, and you got the box-to-box who just works his ass off in Fede slash uh, Sammy Hedera. So, you know, and again, it's not a like for like, but it, you know, it throws me back to Mourinho days a little bit. And, you know, Carlo, Carlo deserves so much credit, man. Like, he really does. Like, I don't want to renew Carlo, but, like, God, this guy deserves so much credit. Vinny goes down. No striker. Benzema leaves. No Militao. No Courtois. And we're 15 points in UCL beating Napoli twice. Not the same Napoli team as last year, but they didn't really lose anybody but a center back in Kim min Jae. And we're top of La Liga with Girona. And, you know, like, we're just... We look think, good, man, and like it's it's he's he's you know he's using different formations. He's using everybody in the squad. He's using Nico Paz. He's using Gonzalo. He you know like he's he's bringing up Mario Martin. Uh, he's bringing up Teo Zidane, and you know Danny Ceballos should be back soon. And Mendy looks better than he better. did last yes, season. I would better. say. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, Alaba looks worse, but Rudiger, (laughs) Chelsea Rudiger, Danny Carvajal, this is the best version we've seen of him, post-Zidane 1.0, you know, it's just...
1: I think, uh, do you want me to be honest, I think there's not a lot of managers that can do what uh, what he has done with this squad, like with these injuries and constantly trying uh, different things and new things and making those things work. The most important thing is making those things work. And Carlo has done that excellently. And how we're still on top of the table, clear of Girona. I think there's not a lot of managers in this world that could have done this with this many injuries and these many uh, problems. And going uh, through the summer without a striker, just relying heavily on Vinicius Rodrigo and then only signing Bellingham, not knowing how he's going to turn out for the team, not knowing how you're going to fit into the team. But I think he has done a very well job. And as I said, even I'm not pro his renewal. But credit where it's due, I think he's done an excellent job here.
0: And with the Jude thing, it's like... I mean, he's completely transformed this kid. It's like the last
1: man in heaven, to be honest. Carlo and Jude. The way he has fit him. Yeah,
0: and even beyond that, just like... He got this raw talent. And... You know, Jude did a lot for Dortmund. He did a lot of different things. And he's like, look, Jude, I don't need you to do this. I don't need you to do that. Just do this. And we're going to just let you do this. And, you know, it's just, you know, I-, I think Jude, you know, we heard about those problems at Dortmund, and we don't actually know if there are problems or not, um, you know, him being, thinking he's better than everybody. But, you know, Jude is now with some of the best players in the world. And... He's not being tasked to do everything. He's only being tasked to do what he's good at. And, you know, his late arrival into the box is just magnificent. And, you know, he's just not being – he's being tasked with less, which is allowing him to do more. And just – I mean, like, I I want Chubby Alonso more than anybody (laughs) in this world.
1: To I coach Real Madrid, the way Xavi um, uh, Alonso uses Florian Wids, I think if he uh, uses Jude Bellingham, I think he can do wonders with Jude Bellingham. But I think Carlo's not doing a bad job either, to be honest. No, I agree. But truth be told, man, like
0: Carlo, at the end of the day, he deserves a renewal.
1: I, I don't want true. him to that renew. Is that is true.
0: But he deserves it. I mean, how could you like? How could you fire this guy? He's beloved by the squad. He's beloved by the fans. He is doing God's fucking work <laughs> with nothing. And you know, nothing is subjective here because, you know, if you gave if you gave Girona our entire squad, you know, like, they'd be fucking they'd be like, Holy shit, our squad's amazing. But like, you know, for Real Madrid, this isn't one of the best squads.
1: Yeah, um, it's more of a B team, to be honest.
0: Yeah, it shouldn't, let's just be honest, it shouldn't be clicking up there with the elites of the elites in the world.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: And I would say we're probably a top three team in Europe, and but I think everybody would put us in that category. Um, And this is without our Ballon d'Or winner, Kareem Benzema, our best goalkeeper in the world, Thibaut Courtois, and arguably best defender in the world. A lot of Madrid fans would argue that. Best defender in the world, Ter tau So yeah. you know, we're doing it without these guys, and it's just—it's been incredible. Um,
1: I think now that you—I'm sorry—I'm going to ask you a question. Now that you mentioned the yeah. mentioned the goalkeeper part, I would ask you about your thoughts on um, uh, Lunin. <laughs> yeah. Um. Really? So we can just get right into it, and then
0: we'll move to the defense. Um. Honestly, I don't really have an opinion on it. Like. The thing is, is I think Lunen and Kepa are probably a similar level.
1: Mm-hmm. I think
0: Kepa's a tad more consistent. Um, but right now, I think Lunen is probably a tad better than what we've seen from Kepa, right? I think, yeah. um, I've seen a lot of people argue, oh, well, Lunen did it at the U-20 World Cup. And, you know, I'm just going to play devil's advocate and say, okay, well... Kepa did it with Athletic Club for two years about about the same amount of but years ago. But I
1: think ago. we have to consider the lack of experience of Loon in that he's doing this. He's playing on, if not better, than Kepa's level. He's playing at the same level without uh, the similar experience. I think he's been benched ever since we signed him. And we signed him right after that Under-21 World Cup. And he's been pretty much on the bench ever since. So I think... For him to finally get his chance and now trying to make the best out of it, I don't think he's doing a bad job. I think he's doing a good job, and I think he should keep on improving until we know that he are, he could potentially replace Kotoa one day,
0: yeah, and I agree, but um, you know this is why I'm just indifferent about it. Kep is going to leave us this summer anyway, yeah. there's no way this guy renews there's <laughs> no show- stay, no, seriously. I don't think he will. His girlfriend put on IG her story that, like, it was something it was, like, very cryptic, but it was essentially saying, like, we're not going to be in Madrid next year. Granted, this was before the season. It was probably before, like, Courtois got injured and stuff. I don't remember the timeline. Um, and I don't agree with Carlo essentially disrespecting Lunin um, in the press conferences, like, being, like, when Kappa comes back, he's the starter. I don't have a problem with them competing for the position. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think um, I think
1: for Carlo to put a, uh, and choose Lunin, oh sorry, Keppa as the fixed starter when they're not that different from each other, like performances wise, I think they they should be allowed to come uh, compete. And I think, uh, but the role of Keppa is that Carlo brought him in, right? He brought him in on a loan, and I think if he doesn't lo- uh, use his loan, then it makes him look like a fool. So I think that is. Well, what... and some conspiracy
0: theories might be maybe in Kepa's contract, the reason we got him was because we had said that he will play X amount of games throughout the you know what I mean? Because yeah. you know Bayern Munich wanted him as well because yes. of Neuer's injury. Um maybe that was something in the loan that he was like, All right, I'm gonna call, I'll come to Madrid over Bayern if I am if I play fifty percent of the games or something like that. You know what I mean? Or fifty percent of my available minutes. Um, I don't think Kepa thought that he would probably, and the reason I, again, devil's advocate here, because I don't have a dog in this fight. I don't care either way. I just want what's best for Real Madrid, and I'm not a goalkeeping expert. Um, (laughs) neither as good as Courtois. When Courtois comes back, he's going to be the starter. So, you know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, it doesn't fucking matter. It just matters for this season, right? And... Whoever is in better form, whoever's going to help Real Madrid win trophies at the end of the day, that's all I fucking care about. Um, but I do think Lunin has a right to leave, and I think that Lunan also has a right to feel like he should be starting, but I also feel like Keppa has a right to feel like he should be starting. So, you know what I mean? I, I just feel like it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation.
1: Yeah. I think it's a confusing situation, to be honest. And it's a tough situation for Carlo to be in more exactly. than anything. If you put him uh, that's what that's what I was about to say, that if you put yourself in Carlo's shoes, you wouldn't even do, know what to do either.
0: Oh, I trust me, I wouldn't know what to fucking do. <laughs> Especially me. Like a lot of fans are like, oh, I would easily start looning or I'd easily start Keppa. You know, if if Keppa's healthy and you just put him on the bench, and Keppa seems to have a very fragile mentality. That's what we've seen with, with his days at Chelsea, right? Yeah. If Keppa comes and you just bench him right away, this dude is going to be done for the year. He's going to fucking be like, oh, man. like because he seems fragile mentally. And, you know, which is not a good recipe for a goalkeeper, which is why Thibaut Courtois is so good as he is, because think about how many problems and people Thibaut Courtois had with. Because um, he doesn't give a fuck. You know, he literally ruined his relationship with Atletico to come to Madrid. Mm. Um, besides the point, but... He's a little fragile mentally. So if you bench him right away, right when he, you know, is comes back healthy. It, and let's say Lunin does get hurt. And then is like, oh, now I'm only starting because the backup, because I'm the backup. And he, you know what I mean? Like, it's a very delicate situation. One that I would not want to handle myself. And honestly, I don't even have an answer for what I would do because every day I wake up and I think something different. <sighs>
1: I understand your point. I understand.
0: I think I'd I think I'd start Lunin though, and I'll give you the one reason why. Why? I don't feel comfortable with Keppa. That is true. Catching think... crosses and coming yeah. off his, like yes. like with aerial stuff. I don't feel comfortable with that, and I feel a lot more comfortable with Lunin because Lunin's I mean... a little bigger. He's that a big is boy, true. so.
1: Keppa lags at that uh, part of his game and i think that makes us vulnerable to, uh, to any team that's good with set pieces or um, you know or crosses or corners i think it makes us vulnerable especially big teams so i think it would be wise to start learning and i, I think there's and we've where... been susceptible talked about that anyway though you know what exactly.
0: i mean like we've not really been a good set piece team since ramos and veron yeah. So just, you know, Danny Carvajal is injured um, for pretty much till the new year. They said he should be back by like December 21st. But to me, let him rest until our game on January 3rd. Um, This is to me, there is a couple people that I would not want to see get injured. Uh, Danny Carvajal, because I don't want to see Lucas Vasquez. Um, Antonio Rudiger, because which is why I think Nacho should be playing more because Rudiger has arguably been the best defender in the world this season. And I think Vinicius and Rodrigo also are the other two that you really don't want to see get injured. Um, So that being said, how do you feel about the Danny injury? Um, He's out for like essentially two weeks to a month. I I know you're not his biggest fan, but...
1: No, 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 no. Look, man, I'm fair. I may be biased, but I'm fair. I think this is one of the better seasons we've seen from Carvajal for the past. I think ever since COVID, five years, yeah, ever since COVID. To be really, really honest, so credit where it's due. I'm a fair man and I'm an honest man. I think he's been putting his effort, putting in his efforts this season, and he's trying hard, and it's showing on the pitch. He's a better version of himself. He's a better uh, right back than he was for the past three four years five years maybe and this is the Danny Carvajal that we remember uh from that uh, three peat era and which uh which was regarded as one of the best right backs in the world and um, yeah if if he keeps up this form i don't think we need a new right back but i' th- i don't think he nope. has much left in him yeah left inside him nope. Yeah, I don't think I. I think the tank is almost empty. Yeah, um, I think this season might be his last good season. To be really honest, I I think he might have a couple more,
0: but I would like to get a right back in who can back him up. That's like very trustworthy. Um, maybe a young right back like a Jeremy Frimpong, someone yeah, that's exactly. okay to spend time right now. Say, uh,
1: who um, was that? Um, that's what that's what I was uh, going to ask you. That who was that guy from Leverkusen, the right back? And you just said. His name.
0: I've been a big proponent of his for a year now, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep beating on that drum until it until it happens. He's got a release clause this summer for like forty mil. i, am I hope Real sure... Madrid throw
1: their hack. Sorry, I'm gonna cut ring. you off. I'm pretty sure uh, no when Shabi comes here. Oh, Shabi comes here. I think he's gonna bring a few players with him. He has to. Probably. Has... You would
0: think. You would think.
1: And I would like uh, Frimpong to be one of them.
0: I also wouldn't cry about Florian Verts joining us because I love him. But, but I don't think we can um, fit him. I don't think we can fit him either. I think him and Jude kind of play a similar role. Um, Rudiger and Alaba start in defense. I don't really have anything to add because Granada had two shots. And, yeah, not much to do for them. And same with Mendy. Um, would you rather see Nacho or Lucas Vasquez at right
1: back for the time being? You're talking about a mid off, <laughs> but I, I would, I would say Nacho, man. It's me too. Like, it's like both of them have been so loyal to Real Madrid. <laughs> both of them perform at a similar level. We could argue Nacho is better and more solid, but sometimes Nacho is just fucking dumb. Like you remember that one red card he got this season? That literally, yeah. was, That pissed me so much, man. That literally made uh, my day so much worse. I don't even know. I don't even like Nacho a lot, but that just messed with me a lot. <laughs> but yeah, I would say st- I would say um, Nacho. But uh, although I I do like Lucas Vasquez in a way that he is very loyal to Real Madrid and he does not get a lot of minutes and he's only you know he he has a fixed backup role and it only stays that way throughout the years. So I do feel bad for him. I think they both should keep on rotating. I don't really mind.
0: I, I do. I hear you on the Lucas Vasquez thing, and I'm his biggest hater. Um, despite him responding to me on a call he did when I asked him a question, um, I'm still a huge <laughs> hater. But um, I will say that Lucas Vasquez is one of those players that the more games he plays, the more informed he gets. Yes. And he's true. not playing right now, so he's going to be really hard to watch. But by the end of by the time Danny comes back, if he plays every game, he should look really good. Um, I remember I...
1: now. Go. If you remember in the twenty twenty one season, Lucas Vasquez turned out to be a monster. He was getting consistent oh. minutes. This is that season under Zidane, uh, the last season under <laughs> Zidane, when we were literally plagued by injuries. The one where I remember yeah
0: yeah um well i gotta head out but i'm gonna leave you with one last thing do you know do you see real madrid released that video of the ref that was supposed to ref the game and then and then they they uh they didn't let that ref ref the game after real madrid tv released the video so i don't know if you heard that or well, saw that I but i just thought that was funny Yeah, and then we got a new ref, and the new ref was just giving out cards for dissent left and right. Jude, Rudiger, and Carvajal all got cards for dissent. Um, (laughs) But I got to head into work. Thank you for joining me, TT. Thank you all for listening. Thanks for having me. Yep. Have a good day, man. I'll talk to you soon.
1: Okay. Have a nice day. Bye-bye.
0: You too.